<laughs> Divine evening, y'all, and welcome to another episode of High Value Intellect with moi, the Coco Hush Goddess, and Mr. Mims. Hi, Mr. Mims. Hey, everybody. We're here today. Oh, we gathered today with the topic. That <laughs> <laughs> was a topic that was uh, in popular demand via on Facebook um, in regards to relationships. People wanted to talk about cheating a little bit. Uh, the original question that was posed out there, sorry, I need to call. The original question that was posed out there was, um, is cheating a mistake or a decision? And I actually kind of would like to revamp that a bit to uh, intentional or accidental. I feel like that that really, really more encompassed the actual question really being asked uh, with that that original post. Uh, I w- I'm curious because I know Coco, you said that you you have a perspective on that, uh, but I know we both we both decided not to go into detail because we knew we was going to do the show. So mm-hmm. I, I'm curious, what is what is your perspective on that on either either side of the coin? Because I know I, I just did throw that curveball in there. Um, so either one. Mm, no curves for real. Um, <laughs> at the end of the day, my perspective is is that everything is intentional. Mm-hmm. Everything is intentional. Um, there ain't no such thing as oh, I did that by accident. Now you can accidentally put the sugar in where the salt's supposed to be at, but still, the salt and the sugar containers look completely different. Usually there's a distinction. You know what your woman looks like. You know what your man looks like. There ain't no accident, only intentions of probably not getting caught when you're doing whatever you're doing. I don't think that I don't I don't think there's no such thing as, as an accident when it comes to cheating. <clears throat> what more am I gonna say about this topic, sir? Okay. Okay. I I feel that. I feel that perspective there. And uh, like I suspected, we're pretty much in alignment Uh, in that regard there. I do feel as I do agree that cheating is intentional. It is. It is a deliberate act. I know there were some scenarios thrown out that I saw people were talking about, like, uh, I think one person threw out there, there was like a, a, a situation with like alcohol or something like that. And even to me, I still feel as though that's deliberate because you, one, you know yourself with alcohol typically. And then two, to get to that level of drinking, you would normally have to have some type of like sense of security or safety there. Um, if you do have a partner or if you're in a committed relationship, I, I want to ask you the question, why do you feel more comfortable to be in that state without your partner. If that's the person that's always going to have your best intentions in mind, that's why you're together. Uh, then why not? Why why would you allow yourself to be in a vulnerable situation where someone could and or can take advantage of you or in that moment? Whether it's someone you know or someone you don't know. Because uh, it's, it's like the statistics show typically when things of that nature happen, it's someone that you know, and if you really want to 
peel it back even more, it's because that person has been blocked on you since the birth of the entire interaction. Because of the chance one day maybe present itself and then that's when you really find out how they really feel about you. Um, but even still, yeah, like, yeah, you, you know yourself. So if you, if you are vulnerable or if you know you're more susceptible in that state, why would you put yourself in a situation where that could happen if you're in a relationship? That's all I'm getting at on that aspect. Cause if you're keeping that in mind, respect the relationship to that regard, then you wouldn't be out around folks like that, at least technically by yourself if you don't got your partner with you. So they're they're supposed to be there to, to protect you and you know help out on things. So if you do have a little one too many, they can go ahead and scoop you up and carry on out of there and not have to hope that another person's gonna do that and be responsible. But yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And I mean, since we're here already, why don't we go into the manipulation that it takes when you are involved with somebody say you're married and you're dealing with somebody and they know you're married too the manipulation that has to go on in order to convince this person that you know you're unhappy or things are going bad in your relationship and oh you plan on leaving this person all so you can get the buns or all so you can get the deep. Mm-hmm. Why? It, you're you're not leaving the person. You just want the buns. You're 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 creating these lies. You're creating these scenarios. You're putting your family at risk, and you're doing it for sex at the end of the day. Because you usually don't want a relationship with this person. You don't mm-hmm. want anything further than whatever is physical. And honestly. Not a lot of the times, but there are many times where these type of situations end up becoming crimes of passion. Right. Because the other person finds out and it is consequences and repercussions for everybody at the end of the day. Yeah. So it's like. (laughs) It how can it be an accident? No, it's not an accident. People need to hold themselves accountable for being grown ass people. Mm-hmm. You you don't you don't sit here. I I could get oh you go into the drive through and you the numbers switched up on the on the menu and you order another seven thinking that it's a you know a deluxe spicy chicken sandwich when the number seven is now a a original chicken sandwich or something like that oh i accidentally you know because i but still you got to pay attention i don't know i I was just trying to come up with a dumbass you know example but still you're grown you got to pay attention you got to know what you're doing Mm -hmm. just like you got to stay in the lane when you're driving you got to pay attention to make sure you in between the in in between the lines right you got to pay attention if the light is red green yellow right you got to make sure that you stop so you don't crash because there's consequences if you don't stop at the stop sign if you don't stop at the stoplight you're gonna end up getting hit right so Mm -hmm. 
if you are drinking, just like you have brought up the situation with, oh, well, I was drunk, da 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 da, baby, we're not in college no more. We're not in, we're not, I'm not even going to sit here and bring high school into it because college is the time where we're quote unquote supposed to, you know, start drinking, whatever. But um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. we're not there anymore. We're grown. We have to sit here and, and know ourselves enough to know if we are in a relationship with somebody, we need to be around people that we can trust. You don't just accidentally fall on somebody's penis. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. And I have witnessed <laughs> my college roommate, quote unquote, accidentally getting things happen to her. And she claims that she was drunk. But as soon as everybody was done, she gonna look up, oh, they ran through me. But you was drunk though. Mm-hmm. You was drunk, but you knew what was happening. Mm-hmm. Like you literally gonna sit here and be slobbing somebody's knob and then look up and realize who it is and be like, oh, hey, and go back to slobbing the knob. How do you not know what's going on? You can identify people by face and name. Like, don't blame it on the alcohol. <laughs> people, a lot of people are aware of what they're doing. They just want to sit here and place the blame on other people versus taking accountability for their intentions. I just want to try to pee. All right, we'll just be honest about it. Well, I just wanted to see what the D was like. All right, just be honest about it at the end of the day. <clears throat> That's all I that's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> but you said you wanted to unpack some. Yeah, it would help if I maybe like unmuted my phone. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> I, that was that was weird. A weird, awkward silence. <laughs> my bad about that. Background was got a little hot. Um, man. So I had turned it off. But yeah, no. Um, I did want to unpack something in in regards to when you were talking about like the manipulation mm-hmm. aspect. So, but. Yeah, let's dive let's dive into that a bit. Um, so it's a twofer when it comes to that accountability thing. So yes, that individual who's in that relationship should be keeping that door closed and people can have all types of justifications and excuses for why that door is open or why that window is open. And I will side with them only on one part and one part only. Um, that there is no such in my opinion, there's no such thing as a uh a home wrecker um is someone on the inside that unlocked one of those doors so really if i see someone in a committed relationship that's stepping out like that or just exploring around whether they're being honest about what they're doing or not um what i mean by that is like with the individuals that they're dealing with and there's so many different types of relationships out there that i might even try to even touch on that but for the most part you know if someone's stepping out like that that's a telltale to me that there's a uh, communi- uh, there's a there's an immaturity going on in the communication and also the emotions of that dynamic there, and this is the byproduct of that. This person, the individual, is feeling for whatever reason that oh I done tried everything and this is why I'm in this position. This is this is just in my opinion on the the self monologue that that typically happens and. Am I coming from experience a little bit? I am. I have, I have had a past life. I have retired from. Um, so yeah, I am pulling from from a little bit of that. Like there is, there is. I wouldn't say per se guilt, but there is like that frustration of like, I don't want to do this, but 
here. And then either way, it's not a justification. It's it's all because you feel as though you can't express um, what you're trying to express, or you feel as though that uh, what you, what's being conveyed isn't being properly received. So because of that, this is your emotional evidence to justify what you're doing. It's wrong. Um, it's really more so you just have to explore each other and explore the partner. But that secondhand accountability, I'm going to throw that out there at the women. The reason why I'm going to throw that out there at the women is something that we touched on on a, uh, another episode. It happens because a lot of women out there are making it acceptable. Um, that's pretty much that it's really no, no way to deliver that any differently that I've been trying to, I've been trying to come up with other ways. I can't, I can't find a way it, the men do with women a lot. It's, it's socially acceptable and it's okay because it's, I don't know whether it's the forbidden fruit thing that people's running crazy with, like it doesn't exist or what have you, but for whatever reason, more women are just okay with being sneaky links and whether they want to sit there and say they are one or not. There's so many that are sneaky links for someone or if they have, or they have been, um, they've had their own sneaky links before. So it's like, it's such a common thing now is happening everywhere, but yet people want to have like this monogamous relationship and it, but yet you, you surround yourself with the toxicity of cheating. It's everywhere. It's in the culture, all over the place. The shows you watch, the music, your friends talk about it and do it. You, you, you're, you're watching it on social media and stuff. So it's like it's all over the place. And yet no one's doing the due diligence to figure out how can I prevent that in my relationship? Not how is it prevented in that relationship or how is it prevented from the ways I've been seeing it or the way I imagine I might be cheated on. How how is it going to be prevented in our relationship? What what can I do with my partner to keep their attention this way and not wandering anywhere else? Like, I feel like when we just go to the surface with it, then we still miss the, the core root. And it's a, it's a twofer. Standards have to be raised <laughs> for sure. But then at the same time, while we're in these relationships, we have to explore each other. And if we don't, if you think about it, you got this person who at one point had many fish in the sea to pick from, and now you became his only fish in the sea. But now this only fish in the sea wants to do is kind of do like a reset of everything in their life in a way. So now it's like, all right, you're really focused on you, which I, I appreciate. And I'm loving that, you know, great on you. However, like I'm going from many fish in the sea to one fish in the sea. What are you doing? to keep me right here because what caught me is not was given to me. Okay, so when it comes to, I wanna build off of what you had just said, right? What caught you is not what's working anymore. So that's mm -hmm. when both people are supposed to come together and they're supposed to reconnect. They should be able to communicate and be like, all right, this is what I like differently than when things, you know, when we first met, you know, um, here's some things that I want to try with you, you know, are there some things that you want to try with me? You know, let's try these different ways because I was actually just listening to, um, 
<clears throat> I was listening to a uh, a reel with J. Cole, and he was talking about, you know, those people that have been married for, you know, 40, 50 years, you know, 10 years. And he was just like, yo, like, you know, after the first year, you, you know, you think, oh, man, you know, we're going to get married because I found my person. And then he was like, y'all been married for two years and y'all looking at each other and y'all like, yo, this ain't it. Are we supposed to not be married anymore? And it's like, no, like we need to figure out new ways to love each other. That's that's really the thing about it. And people are already, you know, um serial serial monogamous people or or um I don't let me get this right. Um so instead of going out there and breaking up and going to find a new person that you're going to have to relearn and you're going to have to go through these motions again and figure out who that person is, why not do that with the person that you're with now, especially if things are not toxic, things have just changed at the end of the day. So why not switch? Why not, you know, communicate? Why not be willing to fall in love with that same person on a different level in other different ways, create higher levels of intimacy, explore new things, explore new activities, you know, you explored new ways of communicating. You know, I saw a man who was saying that he has um, difficulty communicating how he feels to his wife. So what he does is he sits down and he writes his wife notes about how he feels about her. Okay. And he leaves those notes for her so that she can read those so that even if he's unable to vocalize how he feels about her, He's capable of writing it down. Right. And that was also one thing that um, Mr. Edward was saying. You remember when Edward was saying, you know, when things get heated, instead of us, you know, arguing and stuff like that, they actually sit down and write out how they're feeling without the emotions so that each party can, can read where one another is coming from. Uh -huh. And it's just like, there are so many um, tools that I know a lot of us do not have when it comes to cultivating long-term healthy relationships that I think that we definitely need to help equip one another with. Because in the day and age of social media, all we see is the happy and the sweet stuff. And then we see divorces and we see breakups. We don't see how to, you know, create that longevity. We don't see how to rekindle that flame. We don't see, you know, these relationships being able to be mended when they, you know, end up hitting a rough patch or something like that. And I think that, you know, we also need a first aid kit in our relationships you know, for those bumps and bruises. It doesn't have to be fully broken, but relationships do hit those bumps and bruises type of situation. That's just like mm -hmm. in my previous in my previous marriage, you know, I wanted to relearn my ex-husband. I wanted us to go out on dates with just me and him without our kids. I wanted us to do fun, you know, fun things together so that I can relearn him and so that he can relearn me. But he chose to, you know, 
have his eyes for somebody else that he wanted to go out and do things with. And, you know, by the, by the end of our relationship, I was just like, yo, like I watched everything freaking happen. So it was just like, I had no choice but to just walk away. There was, there was no point in fighting for anything. And then there was already manipulation on his end towards her that she felt like I knew everything when I didn't. And, and I told a, her that. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you kind of touched on, on that right there. And I wanted to highlight um, the point I was going to make with that process. So yes, it's us not having the tools, but just like what you were explaining, it is a grand, egregious mix of unwilling individuals. A lot of folks mm-hmm. talking to talk, but not really wanting to walk the walk. I'm, I'm, right. willing, I'm going to do everything I can, babe. I'm trying. I'm trying my best to do what I can to do. You're not. You're not doing. And the big telltale of they're not doing is if you have laid out in, in many, almost backwards at this point on a precisely what you need in, in multiple ways. Not just saying like, oh, you know, well, I told you yesterday. No, like, no, like you not saying it has to take years, but let's say if you got time in and like we constantly have had this conversation and each time I've tried a different way to explain the same exact thing, like one of those type situations, that's your telltale. That's, that's your flag to let you know, like they're going to continue to do it their way. Not the way you're saying, not the way. They, they're asking for help, but they're not looking for help. So it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, and that's kind of where it builds or creates kind of the, the bitter or angry person because you were genuinely like probably giving your all in that situation into this one toxic person who didn't deserve it. I'm going somewhere with this, by the way. Um, <laughs> he's giving you, pouring yourself into this person who didn't deserve it, giving Giving some of your best qualities, uh, just just for them to pretty much use and drain you and everything, and then that makes you frustrated, and you're like, "Dang, see, this is exactly why I was on my my hot girl shit because dudes ain't no, no, no. You found you found exactly what you were talking about. Those dudes that ain't shit. Yeah, yeah, you ran right back into one, and instead of realizing that. You said, I'm going to give this, this brand of individual another go and see if things change because I'm in a different mindset. I'm aware now that these are considered fuckboys. This doesn't change the fact. Because you're aware of it, it doesn't change the fact that, that he still is going to be a fuckboy. And fuckboys are going to do what fuckboys do. And you're going to get hurt. You're going to get damaged. You're going to get used. And you kind of walk into that thinking that you're going to have this expectation of change at all it's not going to happen that's that's a prime example of not everybody's going to go to where you're going and sometimes it's just an significant other and it also um is an opportunity as well to reevaluate ourselves and you know review the game tapes to see you know what actually went wrong like i honestly had to be so honest with myself men's Mm -hmm. and go all the way back to what was i asking for when this person came into my life what actually Mm -hmm. was i looking for 
when I came, like when I actually met this person. And, you know, to be honest, all I wanted was somebody to be there. Yeah. That's all I wanted. I wasn't I wasn't looking for specific characteristics. I was not looking for a specific income. I wasn't looking for a specific mindset or anything like that. And mm-hmm. when he met me, it was just like, wow, I got a place to stay. She taking care of the bills. All I got to do is this, this, and this. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And I decided to build a life around this person. And Honestly, and it's no disrespect to him because I still love him because he is the father of my children, but he was an accessory to me Uh because I did not really know what being a husband and a wife actually was. I thought it was an achievement to be married. Oh, I'm married. I'm married. This is my husband. You know, these are my kids. These are my family. Like, I didn't know the full value of what it meant to truly have a family for real Mm -hmm. it just it just was something that looked good it's something that was you know fun you know what i mean but of course in hindsight i did learn i had to learn you know and i definitely did the best that i could and he did the best that he could as well with what he learned and with his upbringing just like with me of course we were not perfect we both had things that we needed to work on, you know, but we didn't know who knew who knew about shadow work. What? But let's let's talk about this though. Granted, I'm not faulting you, not because like just like you said, you didn't know, you didn't know at the time. But I do have to for the men on the show. I gotta I gotta speak up for us. So I do do a lot of bashing of, of of us guys, but I want you guys to know I'm I come at you guys harder because I am of you, and I know better when you guys are bullshitting because I, I did a lot of it. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a ride on some of these things. Cause we do, we mess up a lot, but women mess up a lot too. And mm-hmm. here we go. So I'm not saying that you're being disrespectful towards them at all in this statement. Um, but I do want folks and in, in, in the, the audience to be aware how that mindset is disrespectful to the, the male party. Um, in the uh, dynamic and the reason being just like you had mentioned, like it was an accessory, we become an object. We become a tool. We become mm-hmm. only as used to you. So in a way, if you think about it, how long has this man been in a sort of a servitude state for you? And at the same time, wasn't really getting much reward. Or not really say reward, but let's say he was in a servitude for you, but wasn't getting um, the proper uh, reciprocation. Now, I know when it came to our dynamic, I, listen, (laughs) that man didn't have nothing to worry about. (laughs) He, He didn't have nothing to worry about. Um, mm-hmm. as far as finances, as far as, you know, spiritually, as far as health wise, as far as sexually, um, we honestly was on the same wavelength. We was on the same wavelength for years, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, the breakdown when it came to our relationship, honestly, was when 
I wanted him to take over. I wanted him to be the head of the household after I had basically been the one to take care of everything all these years. I was the one that made sure that we had a roof over our head, that a majority of the time the bills were paid, not taking away from him because he did work. He did, you know, pay the bills and things of that sort. There were times where, you know, we had to make things work, you know? Um, I was getting food stamps at one point in time, you know what I mean? We, like I had family that helped us out and stuff. We really didn't have to worry about anything. It wasn't until we moved and I wanted him to take the responsibility of putting a roof over our head, you know, and doing what he needed to do as a man, because I no longer wanted to take that, that front leader, head of the household role. And I supported him in that. I wanted to support him in that. Um, but it seemed to be too much for him. Maybe that wasn't the position he didn't want. Yeah, you know what? I'm not even going to say maybe. He told me. He said, I don't mind staying home while you go out and work. He definitely did tell me that. But I didn't want to go and work. And okay. so there was a conflict. There was a conflict there because I didn't want a stay-at-home husband. I wanted a husband that went out there and worked while I stayed at home and took care of the kids and worked the business. And so there was a breakdown because I guess the pressure was on him so much that he started resenting me because I had created this lifestyle for us for so long. Yeah. And I turned it around and was just like, all right, it's your turn. Yes. So it was like everything started crashing down. So when I left, when I completely left, I was the enemy, Mims. I was the enemy because I completely left him without his resource, which was me. But by that time, I'm feeling betrayed because like, bruh, you totally like, you you chose another female that we were both friends with, like in front of me. Like, so I have to walk away. I'm not about to sit here and create a crime and traumatize my children. I'm going to walk away because I know that I deserve better than this. I did everything that I could at that point. And, you know, it's like people can sit here and blame me and point fingers at me. Oh, you can't keep your man. That It is what it is. You know, I'm not even going to say that. I'm going to look at the from the facts that we're given at this moment. I'm going to just take it for face value. Right. So by all means, please correct me if I'm wrong. Because anyway. um, <laughs> I don't I don't know. So I'm, I'm, for disclaimer, just for the audience, I don't know. Because I'm outside looking in right now, just even what's being going on over here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Um, just look at taking emotion completely out of it. He, he would would uh, I would think any logical person uh, would do. Not saying the cheating part, but the leaving the situation because like, that's in essence that's what it sounds like or it smells like he did. Um, he, like you said, Hello? you. Uh huh. Am I still there? Did you lose me? Yeah, you you was you was out for a minute. Okay. I don't know what that was. You said the, and then you went blank. Okay. So let's roll it back some. Um, so the, looking at the, the totality of it, um, there was a environment that was created. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it like, I, 
from a logical standpoint, taking emotion out of it. I feel as though who not the cheating, not that not that part, but in essence of leaving the situation, I feel as though he did the logical thing in that situation because for so long, like you said, you cultivated this environment for him that y'all both agreed on where he was gonna be more of like the the stay at home guy. So um when you did switch that up all of a sudden he already showed like protest to it. Like that wasn't what in his mind it's like that's not what we agreed on. So he opted out. So the only correction that I have is that he like although he said that he would rather stay home and then me work, it didn't mean that we both wasn't working. Um especially like after I got out the Navy, I did tell him the Navy ruined it for the both of us. I mean, they ruined it for me. And I want to stay home um, while he worked. And he definitely did work. And I made sure that I supported him on his journey of finding jobs. And, you know, I would encourage him to ask for raises and stuff like that. And him, you know, doing the work that he did, it ended up converting into a business. So we created an LLC. We, we had a construction company. Mm -hmm. um, he was working that construction company. Um, my father was also, you know, giving him um, different opportunities where he can make money to take care of our family and things of that sort. There mm -hmm. were certain opportunities that he chose not to take. Um, when we did end up moving, we did end up going um, full-fledged into our construction company. But um, when it came to, uh, and I was also out there, you know, doing construction with him, you know, um, and then he... Um, he chose to start working with somebody, but he wasn't bringing any money home. Um, he would get upset with me when I would try to hold him accountable. Mm -hmm. um, and so I took a step back and I was just focused on my business. And then he was having trouble finding work with a construction company. So I was just like, hey, you know, why don't you come and work with Coco Hush? I rebranded my company, added him to the logo. We started working together. We was making good money together. And then it was like, I showed him how to make the jewelry so that we can, you know, make the jewelry together. So it wasn't like, you know, I was not trying to do my part in supporting him and him being successful and him being able to help provide for the household. It wasn't like I was not bringing any money into the household because I had my business, you know, I just wanted to work from home. Um, and so the main thing about it was we needed a roof over our head. Mm -hmm. We needed a place to stay, you know, we needed consistent income and he would have been the source of bringing that in but he didn't want to do that. He wanted to go and do yoga. He wanted to go and, you know, do meditation walks with this, you know, new friend of ours. You know, he wanted to make workout videos. So I told him, I'm like, yo, why don't you create OnlyFans? You know, you could bring money in by making, creating the OnlyFans. Do jumping jacks without your drawers on. You know what I mean? I'm coming up with all types I'm of things. Man. Like, <laughs> but no, for real. But that's the type of, wife I was you know what I mean like mm -hmm. if you don't want to sit here and do it this way all right let's try it that way um but my main thing was I made sure that I played the part in supporting him and what he wanted to do now listening mm -hmm. to 
Oh no, no, go ahead. I'm gonna say listening listening to that, I wanna ask you, have you entertained the theory possibly that in your efforts of trying to do everything that you can, you ended up doing more and actually created a codependency? Of course. It was definitely a very codependent relationship. Mm. It was a very, because of the abandonment issues that I personally had, that I had to recognize that I had. And I was actually working through those abandonment Mm. issues. Um, Yeah, I was working through those abandonment issues. And I started doing more things for myself. And I started to focus more on myself. And that also created a gap in our relationship because I was no longer putting that energy into him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that's, that's what it, that's, it looks. Yeah. Just a change of venue. You had a codependent environment and then you changed the codependent environment. And he said, yeah, I'm not, I'm not with that. Not saying mm-hmm. that old girl is with that, but it is a possibility. And that's where people try to use that line of like, oh, one person won't do, another one will. Yes and no. So yes, that is a, a, a actual factor out there. For, so please keep that in mind. However, no, because there's also people who are scheming just for that opportunity, which we talked about earlier, the manipulation. And I throw it out there on the women too, because there are women who hunt for men who are in relationships. They hunt for those guys who are going to kind of vent to them a little bit and, and express their discomforts and their, their things that they don't like and the things that they're looking for so that way they can kind of mold themselves that way. Men do the same thing. We do the same thing. It's it's literally the same play. It's the exact same play. We do it to y'all and y'all do it to us in that aspect. We just do it more so on a general scale where y'all do it. It's only like certain women who don't really care about things like that would do something like that. Because so many that's like, oh, I wouldn't even touch a married man. Okay, yeah, true, true. There's, there's, there's many, many. But then there's also those ones where it's like, oh, I'm married. They're like, and? <laughs> You're like, okay. Cool beans. But the, the thing that I would say is it was a gradual type of thing that I watched the entire thing happen. <laughs> I watched the entire thing happen. And mm. it was funny because it was the friends, to the workout partners, to the, oh, we're texting all the time, to the, oh, don't say that about her, to the, we're going to the park. Oh, she's here at the park. And I thought I was spending time with my family. Okay. To the, oh, she wants to spend time with you. She wants to, you know, she wants to go to the park with you so that y'all can have y'all personal time to like oh she's upset because like it 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 was a gradual thing it was a gradual thing that i literally watched and it was just like at the end i was just like it is what it is because they honestly like and just like i told them before i left i said yo y'all could have told me i told her i said girl you wanted to be my friend so bad you could have told me you was interested in my husband she was like, oh, it was nothing like that. But I just started to get feelings for him. The way that I look at him is different now. 
And I'm just like, okay, well, is this the way you want to start a relationship? Oh, well, I don't know. Like, it's just, I just, I just, it wasn't like it didn't start out like this. And I'm just like, hey, listen, <laughs> I had three kids with him. I love him to life. This hurts, but I'm going to move on from this. Like, and I had to tell him too. I was like, listen, I, I respect what you did. You chose you at the end of the day. You chose you at the end of the day. And I have no choice but to respect it for real. And I had to sit here and reside in my higher self. Although, you know, after the fact, I went through all the stages of grief, which you're supposed to do after, you know, <laughs> no longer having a, a marriage or a long-term relationship. I definitely went through the anger and regret and, you know, all of that type of stuff. But like me being able to have a conversation about it and being able to have the clarity and looking back on it and also being able to take the accountability that I needed to take in order to heal from it is mm -hmm. um, definitely something that I'm grateful for because these things can help other people. And that's more than likely why I went through the things that I went through the way that I did. And I was able to cultivate the type of perception that I actually have in order to be able to actually, you know, to see it the way that I do. Because no matter how they feel about me, I still love the both of them. Now, I still I love to, the both of them. I have to ask you a crucial question. Yeah, what's up? Would you take them back? No. Is there under any circumstances would no. you take back? No. That. No. Copy that. Now, here's why I asked that. Because I wanted to follow up with this statement. I'm so glad that I can. This, if I, I can't tell women shit, but if I could, this would be it. This is what you do. Did you, if your man is cheating on you, this is what you do. Move on. Respect his choice. He chose him. Cool. It sucks. It hurts. Hey, we all, we, we, there's more surprises and shocks in life that's coming up. Don't you worry about it. It's not going to be the worst one. I promise. So yeah, grieve so that way you can get back to life and then go find someone who is going to be there for the long haul that's going to make you happy if that's what you're into. Uh, not, not go fuck up the shit. Not go fight the chick. Not go fight him. Not go on social media. I'm guilty of this. Going on social media, media, and and just kind of just dragging the person. None of that. None of that. Because here's the thing: if you really that mad, if you really that big mad, you really got all that energy, you really that that upset, like for real, for real. Then why why won't you just move on? Your reaction is telling everyone, "Hey, everyone, ignore me because I'm about to be goofy here in about a few days. Don't worry about it." Don't worry about it. Y'all going to see us posted up in pictures here in about like a week or two. Don't worry about it. Don't mind, don't mind yeah. us. And then y'all don't, mm -mm. don't bring it up either. Don't bring it back up that that happened. We moved on. <laughs> We've healed. <laughs> so no, yeah, no. It, when I see people fighting like that, that tells me like, okay, what you're experiencing right now is I think you're dealing with your person because if this individual is able to get you out of character like that, there's some deep connection that's going on because nobody else been able to do that to you. But this one, this one did. 
maybe y'all need to investigate, I don't know, emotional maturity between each other and then see where things flourish from there. Maybe, maybe that relationship would just improve so much if y'all could learn how to communicate properly. And I don't know, stop doing foul tit for tat shit to each other. That's that's a fun thing. Not in your situation, but this is the generalization there on the relationship <laughs> that I see. A lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of it boils down to that. You didn't understand me. I didn't understand you. So we're both going to do tit for tat until eventually one of us get mad enough to break up. And uh, I didn't want to do um, none of that. I didn't want to do none of that type of stuff. And it's just like, I'm okay with accepting the fact that we had our time together. We had three beautiful boys together and our time is up. Like our time is definitely up. And it's okay to be able to accept that. Because one of the things that I told him the day that I left um, is because I lost something, quote unquote, lost something, um, which mm-hmm. was our marriage that I thought was going to be forever. I know the Most High has something even greater than I could ever imagine. I know, I know there's something out there greater for me because mm-hmm. I thought that my marriage was <laughs> was the the upper epsilon. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that that was I couldn't get no higher. You know what I mean? I I could not have imagined what mm-hmm. my life could be without him. You know, in my life. And then when I realized I no longer had him in my life and I, and I realized that I was still alive, I was just like, damn, okay, well, I got to figure out who I am. And I made a vow to myself to never lose myself ever again in a relationship, never to lose myself ever again in a relationship. I don't want to be in a codependent relationship. I want to be in an interdependent partnership. At the end of the day, I want us to be able to still have our autonomy, still have our individuality and make the choice to come together and do the things that we need to do. We're powerful on our own. We don't need each other, but we want each other and we know how powerful we are together. Um, And because I am so clear on what my future holds, I know that my partner is going to be greatest beyond measure because before I met my previous partner, all I wanted was somebody to just be there, somebody to wake up to and go to sleep to, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? So it's like being able to have, being able to know yourself enough to know what you want and desire is very, very important. Ladies, listen to me. Fellas, listen to me. Knowing yourself is the key to knowing the qualities of the person that you ultimately want and need in your life. If you don't know yourself, you're going to just go for anything. You're going to accept anything. If you don't know where your traumas are, where your personal issues are, and where they stem from, You're going to have these voids in yourself that you don't even know that you're looking for somebody else to fill. And you're going to become disappointed when those people that you're choosing, those people that you're choosing are not filling those voids. You're going to always be unhappy if you don't first fill yourself up. Because that was one of the things that he told me. He was like, I haven't been happy since 2018. But 
I thought back to a time that I told him that I was unhappy and he told me that it was on me to make myself happy. So yeah, it was a little tit for tat. I was a little petty that day. And I told him, I'm just like, yo, you told me that you haven't been happy since 2018, but that's a you problem. That's not a me problem. That that has to do with what you need to do to make yourself happy. Especially if I'm doing my part and you're not communicating with me how I can help you with that at the end of the day. So how can you blame somebody for not making you what you first need to make yourself? That's highly unfair. And I was just on Elam's um I was just on Elam's post talking about that as well. Because the post was talking about, oh, women, y'all intuition only work when a man is cheating, but why don't it work when your man is unhappy? Come on, bruh. We know when y'all are unhappy. But when we ask y'all what's wrong, a lot of the times males don't have the communication skills to effectively communicate how they're feeling. So instead, they will mask how they're really feeling and their unhappiness translate to this to this self-destructive behavior. They'll go smoking, they'll be drinking, they'll be hanging out with the boys a lot, or they'll be playing the video game a lot, or they'll, you know, just be on social media, you know, talking to girls in their inbox and stuff like that. But, but in reality, know, they just got to work on themselves. They got to figure out what's really making them unhappy instead gotta, of just masking it. I got to level this playing field, y'all again. I agree with you. I'm saying that there aren't men who don't know. But what I'm also going to throw out there, we got to look at this ratio. The amount mm-hmm. of men who are emotionally immature compared to the amount of women who are available for available enough for us to learn how to be that way. Like, I hear it a lot, like, yeah, men need to work on it. Men need to work on themselves. Okay, cool. Here's the, here's the wild thing. We have already identified, like, women are best teachers when it comes to emotion. Not saying that, you know, women are emotionally stable, but for the most part, you guys, like, you live in emotion. So if anybody is going to best teach someone how to express emotion in any type of way, I would on I would honestly say it should be from a female. But if there is if there is a man who's trying to learn how to express themselves and we constantly run into women who are not available to teach or not available to give us the space to learn, then we never get the opportunity to learn, even though we want to. So it's like it kinda is rough for that patch of men as well, because it's like we're trying. But there's a lot of women that make it hard for us because we'll express it and then it's used against us or we'll express it. And then we're the entire dynamic has changed. Like you now view us differently because all of a sudden I've expressed this emotion. So I popped this bubble for you. And now I'm just a regular human being. Like I was always a regular human being. But, issues and emotions. But hold on, though, man. <laughs> but hold on. The thing about this conversation and where it is going is the fact that it is highly unfair to assume that a woman is equipped to be a man's therapist. She signed up to be the girlfriend, to be the lover, 
to be the friend, not to be that man's therapist. Therefore, that man or that woman, I will just even it out, that man or that woman honestly does not have to have the responsibility of being their girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, or wife's therapist. There are professionals out here that people can go to, to talk to, to help them with those coping mechanisms. And I think that we really need to actually address that because we are blaming people for not being able to fill the roles that they were never equipped to fill in the first place. A woman who is showing up to be your girlfriend is not going to be fully equipped to be your therapist or your emotional, you know, pillow or whatever. It's not always going to happen. Yes, there are women out here and men out here who are naturally healers. Yes, Mm -hmm. we are out here. We're naturally healers. We're naturally nurturing. We're naturally here to listen. We are naturally here to create solutions, but everybody is not built the same. Agreed. And we have to recognize that. We really and honestly I'm, do. I'm not saying that the partner has to be a licensed therapist whatsoever. All I'm saying is men, for the most part, we are, we're not given a space where we can learn or try to figure that mess out. In the first place, you got to look at it when it comes to like, if we're going to talk about men learning about their emotional maturity, you have to understand that once you identify that man's immaturity level, nine times out of 10 is going to be somewhere around grade school. So you got to go from there. They're not thinking, no one has advocated to us about therapy. A lot of us still are under the, the facade of men don't cry. So we're not about to go talk to no stranger, even though that's what we're supposed to do, but we don't trust it. We don't know them like that. I much rather talk to someone who I trust, someone who cares about me, someone who's supposed to have my best interest in mind, someone who's supposed to be my confidant. I'm not saying I'm going to just dump my, my world problems on you, but if I ever get to a moment where I'm like, I can't take it no more. Like, I got to talk to somebody. Like, I can't. I got to, hey, babe. And you just start kind of just venting out a bit. And then that's used against you or is weaponized against you. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's with so many people who use men when they do express emotion it becomes a weapon against us and it makes us not want to express. It makes us not want to open up. So then it does create those moments that you're talking about. We have no other way to cry besides lashing out. That is the only way that's acceptable for us to cry because we're told all the other proper routes, we're not supposed to do that. So we have to unlearn that first and then learn new ways. But we're not even given that space to really properly go through that. We're just we're given more examples and more reasons why we should not, which creates that ticking time bomb. And so when it comes to that, do you really think that those people that are that temperamental should even be in a relationship? Because a lot of the times they are creating codependent, toxic trauma bonds. Yeah. And honestly, I'm going to say yes and no. Because, yes, they need to experience relationships. They have to go through that process. They have to go through bad relationships to understand what good relationships are and be able to appreciate that. 
they have to go through those moments that's going to make them look at themselves and be like, dang, I really do need to change. There's no one, you can't sit there and prep for a relationship all your life. And then your first relationship, you don't think it's going to be immaculate because you prepare all this time. No, this is a complete stranger. Unless you grew up with this person and was groomed from birth to be wed to this individual, it don't matter how much preparation you do, you're not going to be prepared for the relationship. The only way you can get prepared is the minute you start communicating with that partner and start getting on the same page with each other. That is when you're going to find out. But no, if you're not going to take the time to get to know the person and figure them out, or even not even saying you have to guide them or teach them, but if you happen to know, why not help? Like if I'm expressing some stuff and you're like, Hey, did you ever know that that might be a trigger of yours? What's the trigger? Oh, here, Leon, let me direct you to something real quick. I, th- I think I got some resources that might really help you. We can, we can go through this together. Like even that, not saying you got to break it down to me, but you can, that could be a moment there. Like, okay, yeah, you, all right. So I can tell that you really don't know much about emotional maturity. So I'm not going to be the one to teach you, but if you really care and you really want to know, here's some info. And then if this is your partner and if you like care for them and they really want to, you know, get some change, if they use those links, then that tells you something like, all right, they're really serious about it. But if they never use the resources, but just keep complaining about stuff or keep saying, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, I'm a, I'm gonna work on things like, yeah, no, I'm thinking about some therapists, but you know, I don't know, man. Like you're not trying, you're really not trying at all. Like, at at all. all. A majority the of them. And the thing about it is, is that one of the things that I've also learned, because a lot of people are in relationships for survival. So they will become whoever their partner needs them to be, even when it comes to fake healing, right? Mm-hmm. So a person who might be more healed than the other person who is trying to give them resources and is trying to point them in that right direction so that they can do the work on their own to, you know, heal and to gain the resources, things of that sort, they will sit here and fake like they're doing to work. And they will, you know, listen to videos and get the language down and all that stuff. But in reality, they're not doing the work. They're not healing. They're just learning the language to talk to you in to make you feel like, oh, this person is doing better when the work is not being done at all. Mm-hmm. And then it also, like, especially with manipulative people, and there's a lot of very manipulative people out here who would rather fake heal and mask than actually do the work because. The people that have done the work knows that it gets ugly. You have to face all levels of yourself, right? So when it comes to these people that are fake killing and, you know, the person that they're with, they probably, you know, break up with them. And so they go to somebody else and they use the same archetype that their ex was to make it seem like they're a fully healed person until whoever they end up coming across triggers them and then all of that stuff comes tumbling down and it's um it seems to be a continuous cycle because just like you said when it comes to a man you know being vulnerable and he you know tells a woman about his vulnerabilities and his traumas and stuff like that and it might be weaponized and used against him you know how many women are out here 
telling men their life stories and those men are utilizing that knowledge to actually manipulate her mm-hmm. and and create these codependent bonds because she he knows how to use those things and, and not even in a in a I won't say a malicious, not even in a very blatant and obvious way. He's just going to make sure that he's overgiving and, you know, does the over, you know, the love bombing and gets her hooked, you know, and all that type of stuff and then starts breadcrumbing her. And, you know, she's hoping for those good times again. And, you know, it is so much out here that we definitely do have to address with that. So it's always, it's not always going to be the dynamic of somebody who needs healing coming across somebody who is fully healed, that is going to be able to fully help them. Although that is the ideal, especially if that person is receptive to the change, but ultimately that person that's receptive to the change has to do the work themselves. They should Agreed. not they should not be putting their partner through too much. That partner should just be giving their other partner the tools and showing them how to utilize those tools. And that other partner needs to be doing the work on their own while that other partner is supporting them. That's that it, other it. partner should not be taking pieces of themselves out of them to put into that other person. That other person should be building themselves up to fill their own voids. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, because I know a lot of times being a healer, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. Now, I was just going to say, um, and this will be the last thing. Um, I was just going to say a lot of times as a healer, um, we will be willing to pull pieces of ourselves out of ourselves and put them into other people. But one of the things that I have learned is we have to have boundaries on that. We have to remain whole, even in the healing of other people by simply giving them the tools and showing them how to utilize them. But if that person doesn't want to do that work, we also have to be willing to walk away especially if we are looking for a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. The codependency, the trauma bonding, it needs to stop because it's continuing to be perpetuated throughout the generations. We came from trauma bonds. We came from codependency. Right. We came from toxicity. And honestly, that's that's really what I'm getting at. I'm I'm not trying to point the finger or shift blame on either side, even though I am just kind of highlighting examples there. Um, what I'm getting at is right there with what you talk about. It it takes two to tango. If we're both doing fucked up shit, someone is gonna have to stop at the end of the day. Like it's just a never ending cycle. Like yes, for every example for what men are going through, there is also an equal and or worse example for what women are going through and vice versa. But that's that's the problem. It just needs someone just needs to stop. Just one side. One one if one out of every relationship, if just one side of the fence just decides, fuck that, I'ma grow up. It's going to force a dynamic. It's gonna force a shift. But everyone's still comfortable with the tit for tat because of past shit and future shit that we don't even know is gonna happen yet. But we think it might. So we just gonna prep for it. Nah. Just like you said. I don't. I find like I don't think anybody should really be dating 
until you at least start your your emotional journey. Because until that point, what are you you're not dating for anything at all. You don't know yourself, nor do you know what you're really looking for. You just have an expectation of what you think a relationship is, either from social media, how you was raised, or what you've imagined. And you're gonna get into these relationships and you'll get your your feelings hurt and you're gonna be probably toxic and cause toxic situations and it's gonna make the other person bitter and it's just gonna cause this dynamic. So Honestly, no one should be dating until we get to that point, because then you can actually date in a more mature way. You won't be really screwing people over per se. You know, I'm not saying it's not going to be fuckboys and, and, and vice versa. There still will be, but people will be more mature about it. You'll be able to communicate. Like, I'll be able to see your intentions from a mile away because how the dating pool is, people are showing up like, no, nah, I got my shit together. I've got this going on because I already know I ain't going to get no play. Unless I'm showing that, like, I got, I got, I'm standing on business. But if, if it's easy for me to just like, and, and like, I, I, I like to use that so much because I hear so many women talk about like how they want like the standard of man to be this, that, that, and the third, you know, what they want. And, but yet the baby daddy is not nowhere near the standard that you're requiring. So it doesn't, it's, it doesn't take much honestly, to become a baby daddy. And that's what we see as men. Like, why would I try so hard when it's really not that hard? If I want, if I'm just looking for the cheeks, it's not that hard. I'm looking at my homies and shit like that, that don't really, that's still like, you know, paycheck to paycheck. Or like, I seen a dude caked up with ashy toes and had two females that was on the line just begging for his attention. He dogging them both out. And I'm like, this is, this is it. This is why. This mm-hmm. is why men don't take women seriously, because this shit right here. Because what are both of y'all doing? And he but knows also, shit. But also in that same sense, he means, you know, I created a post a couple of days ago and I ain't getting no comments, no reactions on it or nothing. Now, what I had asked, right? No, the statement that I had made, and then I had asked the question. I said, I know there's a lot of women out here. Well, I know plenty of women out here that are actually studying and learning how to be wives. Um, And they want to be wives to men who want to be husbands. And so I said, so where are the men at who are actually studying and learning how to be husbands? Crickets. But there was a post that I had made a couple months ago. And I said, are y'all okay with being used for just sex? There were so many men that was up mm-hmm. there. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, depending on the stipulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. There's more men that are willing to be used for just sex than men out here who want to be husbands. And then there was also a mm-hmm. post that I had um that I had created and I asked, I said, you know, it's very concerning to me that men strive to be the best fathers, but they don't strive to be the best husbands. And there was mm-hmm. so much hurt and trauma in my comment section from men. Like I felt the disdain for women in that comment section and i'm just like wow like this is crazy because men are more stingy with their last name than they are their seed Mm -hmm. and 
that's very interesting to me. It's very interesting to me because that's that's why I'm I'm not just out here dating willy nilly, because I literally am dating for marriage. I'm not trying to be out here in these streets leaving trails of dead bodies around because I could very well be a savage. I definitely you know what? could be. And this is what we're gonna do because I got a rebuttal for you. But mm-hmm. we're gonna throw that on for the next episode because we're gonna <laughs> cut this one. Then this one been about an hour now. So I'm a I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna have to edit this. That's that's the thing. That's why I'm gonna have to get real strict with the timing because the mm-hmm. longer it is, the more difficult it is to oh my God. So <laughs> I, I will have to, I will have to add it there. So yes, yeah, I got a little behind the scenes on that one. Um so <laughs> what I want you to definitely, if you can, either you can write down that variation, the question, or you could just pull up that post back up and then we'll have that be the start for the next episode. Um, and then we, we're getting a little bit, I don't know if you knew or not, but we're getting a little bit of an audience drumming up. We're getting more folks as wanting to be a part of the live uh, audio streaming. So I'm going to start really pumping that out some more and me and you going to talk about subscriptions. Okay. Yep. That's cool. Yep. Um, yeah, so. All right. Oh, dang. Yep. I'm sorry. I'm hot. I forgot to do it. All right. (laughs) You said, you said you forgot to do it. Peace, love, life, chaos, and war, y'all. Exactly. (laughs) Until next time. (laughs) Y'all stay classy, Arizona. (laughs) You say Arizona. (laughs) The whole world, Craig. The whole world. (laughs)